Hi, Y Weddings family. On today's episode, we are chatting flowers, specifically how to add meaning to your floral arrangements and personal flowers on your wedding day. Braun has been designing exquisite weddings and social events since 2014 and made his mark as the premier destination for clients with discriminating taste and love of service. As an international speaker, he has traveled extensively speaking on topics related to weddings and events. Trend talks are one of his most requested topics. Braun studies the movement of trends and is a highly sought after trend forecaster. Since the very beginning in 2014, his favorite part of the wedding has been and continues to be when the client sees their personal flowers for the first time, in particular bridal bouquets. In Braun's words, quote, it's the moment when I can finally breathe, end quote. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation as much as I did. Coming up next, my chat with Braun Hansborough. Welcome to the Why Weddings Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Powell. I am so excited to share insights from leading wedding professionals with you. Tune in each week as we discuss traditions, trends, and tips for the modern couple. Let's plan a wedding! Ron, it's so good to have you on the podcast. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing wonderful, Morgan. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, it is my pleasure. And it's so nice that we actually get to see each other. Like, I, Oh, I mean, I almost feel like, you know, this is some, a, a much greater sense of community than I'm used to having. You know, I, I have learned to value these video experiences more than ever um, over the last year or so. So thank you so much for the opportunity to communicate with another human. I know, right? It's been hard, especially as somebody that works in the event industry. I'm like, oh, I'm used to people, <laughs> but it's been really nice. And I've gotten to build some great relationships with people like you that I wouldn't have otherwise been able to come in contact with or have a conversation with. So, you know, I have learned also the value of a cold call. I have actually been reaching out to people that I don't even know just to kind of, you know, extend the olive branch and get to get, you know, establish relationships during this time. So, again, it's a pleasure being here, and I'm, I'm glad to get to know you better through the podcast. Well, wonderful. I want to jump right in um, and get things going, but I want to start with how did you get started in flowers? Like that, I mean... They're personally one of my favorite parts of the wedding. I think they add so much drama. But how did you get started in floral design? Well, that's a great, great question. I'm glad you asked it. So I went to school to be a teacher and had no idea that I would have a livelihood in floral and event design. So, yeah, I worked in education for several years, working with kids with autism and hit a brick wall. But luckily, I had interest in flowers that developed in college. And so I was in college and undergrad, and a friend of mine um, worked for a caterer who also had a floral arm of their business. And I was given the opportunity to come bartend at a couple of private events and, you know, um, serve and pass food and bust tables at events. And that was my first exposure to flowers as a luxury item and seeing how they played a role in events. And so, like, prior to that, I mean, I was used to, you know, my dad maybe giving my mom you know, a dozen of grocery store roses on occasion. But again, that that never really inspired or motivated me to care anything about flowers. So it wasn't until college that I saw um, not an opportunity for business, but I saw 
people out there, oh, really care about flowers. Like you just said, you know, flowers are one of your favorite parts of a wedding. But for me, you know, I hadn't really experienced that. So I, the seed was planted back then in college. And then I made the commitment to always keeping, um, keeping fresh flowers in my house. And so that kind of became like a signature of, of, of us. And when people would come, they always expected to see an arrangement on their side table or on a cocktail table somewhere in my house. And so that kind of grew and developed. And then eventually one of those friends who frequented our house asked me to do their wedding. And I'm like, come on, dude, are you kidding? Like, how do you go, from, you know, the, the equivalency of grocery store flowers on my dinner table to doing your wedding. But lucky for me, that wedding was a really, really basic wedding. I make the joke that um, all of my first weddings were five by five clear glass cubes. Um, about five hydrangea and five roses and maybe some baker's fern, that basic recipe that everyone starts with and it just grew from there. And, you know, we've been serving clients ever since 2013 um, and growing ever since. So that's kind of how I got started in the business. That is amazing. I One of the f most fun parts of this podcast is getting to hear everybody's story and how... I bet. I bet. And how they get involved in weddings because most of what everybody sees is the the movies and the television shows and like that's their experience of weddings until a lot of times even their own wedding and so it's so much fun thank you so much for sharing that i i love that i love that you uh worked with special well with autistic children as well that's so cool yeah you know that that actually still plays a big role in my business now i know this is a little off topic but i might still host um kids with autism here in my studio during, you know, normal safe time. Um, they come into a work experience program here to get, you know, appropriate work skills and social skills. So I still have my finger on the pulse, but just in a little bit different capacity where I can control things. Um, and so I love having that freedom to really move the needle for kids still. And then also exposing them to flowers, you know, so it's, it's a beautiful opportunity to my new profession and my old profession and give meaningful experiences to kids with disabilities. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. I mean, <laughs> I I think as we go through, you know, weddings and we think about that, there's so many ways that we can give back. And I love that you are, are doing that and that you're able to marry kind of two of your passions into yeah. one thing that benefits everybody. Everybody just feels better when there are fresh flowers around. There's no way, no way around it. They really do. So I, that is just awesome. I really appreciate that. And thank you so much for sharing that. Um, as we get into our topic today, wedding flowers, in case the people out in in listener dumb didn't catch that We're, we'll be chatting about flowers today i i want to kind of temper this a little bit by saying you know the floral arrangements the weddings that you see on you know crazy rich asians or the wedding planner or <laughs> that said tv weddings that is the exact wedding that came to mind like that wedding if i could duplicate it i would it's gorgeous <laughs> yeah, all of that, the Pinterest weddings, all of those weddings that you see are generally like styled. They have a ridiculous floral budget. I have talked to florists in the past and they're like, yeah, they bring me a picture. And I'm like, you don't understand this floral arrangement is more the than the entire budget of your wedding. Yeah, the entire wedding budget. Yeah. 
so I, I do want to kind of preface all of this by saying, you know, floral is not a cheap thing, but it really makes a big impact on a wedding day. <laughs> so with that, what are some of the most popular wedding flowers that you've seen in your years of designing? Absolutely. So I'm I'm biased and I push roses because I think that they're just so, so, so special and classic. I've never seen a rose that I don't like. I don't necessarily care for all the colors as much as some others. But I think that roses are by far going to be your most popular wedding flower, um, followed by flowers like anemones and ranunculus and um, sweet peas. And we also see during this time of year, the incorporation of hyacinths and tulips. Um, and then, you know, further into the spring, we see magnolia. And then in the fall, we start to see our dahlias coming through. And then all throughout the year, people love to incorporate lilies of the valley. Um, just, you know, those are some of the most popular ones. And then um, also calla lilies are very special. So um, those are some of the things that I see most often. And more so the focus being on the bridal bouquet. Um, a lot of times when people want to get into symbolic meanings of flowers, they're really wanting to hone in on those personal wear flowers because those are going to be the closest to you. Um, I have a lot of brides who like to incorporate their mother's favorite flowers into their bouquets or their grandmother's favorite flowers. So there's so many appropriate ways to incorporate flowers and the meanings of flowers into your wedding um, to make it you know, more personalized and more authentic. Oh, I love that. I remember I had an interview with uh, with Alan Berg, and we were talking. Yeah. yeah, and we were talking about this. We had a great conversation. We spent Wonderful. way too much. We spent way too much time t- chatting. Um, but easy to do, Alan. I'm still. My goal is to get on his socks. I want to see him at a conference and my face be on Alan's socks. Oh, I love that. I love that. So I, I, we were having this conversation, and he talked about uh, a friend of his, and the, his son was getting married, and they wanted to put a certain floor, flower in the bridal bouquet, and he was like, well, why? That seems like kind of a random one, and he goes, those are the flowers my dad gave my mom every single week or every month, whatever it was. I don't remember the the specifics, but what a sweet way to remember those people that are going to be your cheerleaders on your wedding day to... Yeah to say, hey, this is, you know, my grandma's favorite flower and in this life or she's moved on, you know, whatever you believe, she gets to, a part of her is here on our wedding day with us and I will always remember that. Absolutely. You know, I encounter clients all the time and I'm very sensitive about this topic. You know, I ask, you know, are there any flower preferences and, you know, um, I always feel like, you know, those people who have lost significant loved ones always want to find a way to have their loved ones there. And this is probably the most appropriate way for you to honor your loved ones without it becoming morbid and the funeral becoming about the dead and not the living. Because, you know, um, you know I've had some crazy requests and, you know, for each his own. Um, but I think that, you know, picking a flower, a favorite flower of a loved one or a special meaning is an awesome way to incorporate, you know, the, the loved ones that are no longer with us. Oh, I love that. So what are some of the meanings of flowers? I, I, this topic has always intrigued me, and I think we've gotten really lost in modern culture of how flowers speak and some of the meanings. So what are some of the 
the meanings for the most popular wedding flowers? Yeah, absolutely. So for me, I hardly ever do a bridal bouquet and don't, and it hardly ever is not a hundred percent of the time, but most of my bridal bouquets are going to incorporate roses, like I mentioned, and particularly white roses. Um, white roses typically will always represent purity and innocence and a fresh start. So what more appropriate flower to incorporate into your bridal bouquet um, to represent your new beginning with your spouse? So, um, and even not the bouquet, not just the bouquet, the boutonniere. Um, you know, so those things are also consistent for guys. This is not you know, necessarily sex-specific or gender-specific. So, you know, white roses are super popular. But then also, I like to incorporate and are requesting, requested to incorporate ranunculus. Often, they're such a beautiful, frilly flower, and they represent charm and attractiveness. So what better flower to wear on a boutonniere, on a lapel, or in a bridal bouquet? Also, sweet peas are super sweet, uh, no pun intended, or all pun intended. Um, they have a lovely fragrance, and they represent blissful pleasure. So again, all of these flowers are so appropriate for weddings. And then anemones are so lovely. Those, you know, some people call them anemones, some people call them poppies, but that dark-centered white flower um, is anticipation. And most couples are very excited about um, their day and, and how their life is going to pan out. So it's another a very appropriate flower. Now, I want to throw a ringer in there because one of, another one of the most popular requested flowers at weddings are peonies. However, peonies are not linked to marriage and love at all. They are actually linked to anger. But really? somehow or another, because of their beauty, of course, I think, um, they're now linked to romance and weddings. But their symbolic meaning has nothing to do with romance at all. So I thought that that was kind of a cute ringer to throw in there. And then another popular fall bloom is going to be our dahlias, those big, robust, high-petal count dahlias. And my favorite is like the um, those uh, dinner plate varieties and cafe au lait. Oh, my gosh, they're so stunning. And dahlias represent dignity. And I think about when I'm placing a dahlia in an arrangement, I always give it center placement. It always gets sunk front dead and center because of the pride and the joy that it gives off. So I think that that's another really cool one. And then also lilies are a sign of prosperity. So I think that that is a great way to kind of, you know, well wish the couple on and to have something that is going to signify you know, a life well lived. So those are some of the flowers, but then I also kind of want to talk about color a little bit because color plays a major role. So pink generally represents happiness and grace and gentleness. And you think about like one of the most popular um, complementing colors to white and ivory palettes is going to be blush some form of pink. And so happiness, grace, and gentleness, it really makes sense. And then when you think about you know, those pastel tones that are still very popular for weddings. I think about the color lavender, which represents love at first sight. So, you know, and then anytime you see red is going to be a declaration of love, whether it's a tulip or whether it's a rose. And so hopefully that kind of gives folks a little bit more insight on the meanings of flowers and some of the more popular flowers and why they're used in weddings. Oh, I love that. Thank you. I love this. I love that about the peony because, I mean... <laughs> How many times have we heard, you know, it's the middle of winter and they're like, no, we have to fly peonies. <laughs> From a past right. That part. Yeah. You know, crazy. I'm like the effort we're going through 
to, to cure a flower that doesn't mean love, right? right? But they're so, you can really deny them. Yeah. Well, I think it's such a great thing to remember, too, for all of the people out there planning weddings, couples, uh, best friends, that meanings change. Traditions change, they evolve, they grow. And so if you have a flower in particular or a color that you just love, use it. There really are no rules. And I think the peony is a great example of something that if, you know, you looked back in the 18, early 1900s, they would have been like, no, you can't use a peony at a wedding because that is a bad omen. And, and as we've evolved and, and moved forward in history, we now look at peonies and they're one of the most popular wedding flowers. I mean, you see them everywhere. Yeah. From, I'm saying April, May through the summer, and then I'm getting the request for the darker varieties in the winter. Um, you know, so they are incredibly desirable for weddings. And I'm really glad that you mentioned the, the, the reality that your wedding is your wedding. You know, why have a wedding if it can't be personalized and authentic? So I give an example. Um, you know, I have couples come in all the time and ask me, well, Bron, you know, like, is this color season appro- seasonally appropriate? And I'm like, who cares? Like, I got married in July in Miami, Florida, and my colors were chocolate and, and shades of green and ivory. Oh, so it's beautiful. Like, it was beautiful to me. I, I loved it. It was the color, the earth tones were trending back then. Yeah. And I had to have some of them. And I didn't care about, you know, where I was or what, what temperature it was. I wanted the palette that was going to make me feel the most comfortable. And that's what we went. Well, and I think if you do that, um, so I'm a, a photographer by, by trade. And I talk to my couples often about my style and it's very traditional, very classic. And I say to them, I go, I don't want you to look back on your wedding pictures in 20 years, 50 years and go, oh my gosh, we got married in 2020. Like, yeah. And so I think if you, and that's not to say that, that you can't change your preferences and stuff, but if you are picking things that mean something to you and that you love it, when you are looking at your wedding album with your grandkids and they're sitting on grandma's lap and you're, you're thumbing through it, you're still going to love that day and love the, the memories of that day as opposed oh, really? to, well, they told me that I had to do blush pink because that is the color of the year or yellow and gray for 2021. <laughs> like yeah. we had, we had to do a yellow and gray wedding because that's what the Pantone colors were. And, totally. and so I think it's so important for couples to really think about what's important to them and what speaks to them because it's going to reflect in your decor, in your floral, in every aspect of your wedding day. And if there's anything that you don't like, it comes through in your video and it comes through in your pictures. (laughs) Totally. Totally. You did not tell a story there. That is the truth. It does. And and it breaks my heart when I see couples that that is what's happening and you go, oh, mom planned the wedding. And, you know, it's it just it, it's really sad because it is it, their wedding day. Yes. And it happens more than you think. It happens way more than people think. Yeah. So 
as far as a, a bridal bouquet, I want to circle back just a little bit to the personal flowers. Boutonnieres are all kind of the same size, same shape. They have to fit on a lapel. So there's, I haven't seen a whole lot of, um, I'm going to use the word creativity, but that's not actually what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I know. Going, keep going. You're fine. But they're they're pretty standard. But with the bridal bouquet, there is so much for for people that are carrying bouquets to consider size, shape, and I am going to go out on a limb here and say that the floral choices will help dictate what kind of oh. bouquet you you have. Absolutely. You know, different flowers kind of lend themselves to different types of composition. Um, you think about flowers that are, we call lime flowers that are more like snapdragons, um, delphinium, you know, flowers that are more long and spiky don't necessarily complement a taste level that is more, you know, full and lush. Maybe they lend better to more organic and natural feel. So definitely, you know, when you hone, when you're honing in on your overall aesthetic, that will help dictate, you know, most likely your florist recommendations for flowers. Absolutely. That, no, you were spot on there. Wonderful. I'm, I'm glad I'm not, I'm not saying incorrect things on, no, on this. No, not at all. So I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball at you. I, sure. What are some of the questions? So we know the Knot, Wedding Wire, now WedPro, they have their list of questions to ask every vendor under the sun. Uh and I've gotten them before where I'm like, that really doesn't matter. Like, I know they told you to ask that question, but that question really doesn't matter at the end of the day. And so I'm curious if you had like your wish list of questions that couples would ask you when trying to decide if you are the, the right florist for them. And then afterwards, as, through the designing process, what for you would be maybe like the top three questions or so that you wish couples would ask? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think most of us in the industry often get the question, do you work any more than one wedding a day? Well, perhaps I do. You know, perhaps that my team is large enough to handle that. Like, uh -huh. we know that that's a big deal. But to the client, they've been taught that that is like an end-all, be-all, right? So I think the questions that will really help clients make better decisions. Questions like, what is your service like? I think that people forget that we're not just showing up and dropping arrangements on a table. Um, there's a very big difference between a florist and a designer and different considerations that are made in terms of why we've chosen certain things and how we've designed it to complement other aspects of the day. So I don't think that clients necessarily learn enough about what we're actually doing, not just florists, but all of us in our, in any category, like it, it's not just you're taking pictures and making an album, you know, like what, what is the, the, the fabric of what I'm doing? So I wish that clients would understand the service components behind what we do. I also think that it's important to know what my design philosophy is, how I approach design. And, you know, it's not a matter of you just sending me your Pinterest board, but it's also a matter of you doing some research and seeing how my taste and style on my social media and what attracted you to me, how does that align with you? And let's talk about that so you can understand how I'm going to approach your design and make something that is authentically yours and that represents you on your wedding day. And a part of that, I need to embody some of that. 
Like I shouldn't be reinventing the wheel with your design, even though it's going to be a custom design. I need it to still be a part of my voice, my design voice. So it's important that our design voices align. And then I also think that people make too many decisions based on price alone and don't think about how people make them feel. So I don't think that it's a bad, bad ask to ask a vendor, how are you going to make me feel compared to the next person? How am I going to leave this experience with you different than I left that I would leave the next person? And I have answers to those questions because those are, those are meaningful questions to me. You know, so those are some of the out of the box questions that I think people should start asking. And it takes the experience more from a transaction to a relationship. And that's what we, we need more of. And I think that when you have a relationship with your vendor, it makes it allows you to relax and trust them more. And then it also allows the vendor the space to be more creative and serve you better. Oh, I love that so much. Like that's it. We're, we're done. Like if there's no other nuggets, that's it. Um, with your last question there about how, how somebody makes you feel. So my husband is a master of ceremonies and DJ and we tell our, I'm sure you know this, like you'll get the inquiry that comes through your website or the nod or wherever it's going to come from. And it's an email and it's like, Hey, we saw you. We really like what we're seeing and tell us more about your, tell us more about you. Sometimes they will just flat out say, how much is this going to cost? And there are some services that it's like, yeah, to me, for me to show up on a wedding day, it costs X amount. But for a lot of us, it's like, well, what do you need? Because (laughs) what do you need? Because if you need two hours of photography, because you're literally going to the courthouse and you just want like a really great session and some pictures of you at the courthouse, that's very different than like a three day Indian wedding ceremony and <laughs> with a thousand guests. With absolutely. a thousand guests. Like those yeah. are two very different experiences. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I think, you know, there's a lot of it's probably driven by social media and it's driven by, you know, on demand information. We're just used to being able to click a mouse and getting any information that we want. But trust me, you don't want that type of uh, of transaction with your wedding vendor. This is way too intimate of a celebration. And, and what we have to provide for you, we can only do if we understand your, the subtle nuances of what makes you you. And yeah. so, you know, that I, I, it, it's hard for me to invest the amount of time or even want to really jump on a call with an email like that. Uh-huh. However, if you take some time and, and, and write some information down so that I can maybe at least feel like you care about your wedding as much as I know I'm going to have to care about it. You know, the, knowing that we're both in this together goes a long way. It does. Well, and, and that's the other thing that we recommend. I mean, in today's world, you have social media. Everything's done via text and email and all of that kind of stuff. And we always encourage couples to jump on a phone call, get on a FaceTime, have those conversations. And specifically with my husband, he goes, because if you don't like my voice today, you're really not going to like it on your wedding day. Right. It's going to be louder and more. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It really is. And every time I get on the microphone to say, hey, you guys are going to have your first dance or you're going to cut your cake or whatever the announcement is, you guys are just going to be like, oh, will he just shut up? Him again. (laughs) But I feel that way with all of your vendors. I mean, I've talked a lot with all of my guests about how we really are a team. We especially vendors that are on site on your wedding day. 
So maybe like where you get your dress doesn't really matter because it's a dress, you're going to get it. You're never going to see them again. They're not, but your photographer, your florist, the caterer and their staff, the, you know, all of those people that are on site. Yeah. We're in your intimate spaces. We're at your home delivering personal flowers. We're in your bridal suite, your groom suite. We are there and, and, and a part of all of the breakdowns, the yep. highs, the lows, all of it. We're there. And you don't want to share those moments with people that you just ask for a price. You really don't. No, it's, yeah. it's so true. I, I really, gosh, we started talking about, about flowers and now we're like getting into the deep stuff of wedding psychology. Ah. I love it so much. Yeah, no, it's all good. <laughs> so, no, I mean, I, I, it all ties together though. Like it really does all tie together in, you know, making it personal, having a voice and telling people what you want. Now that does not give you the permission to like, be a raging lunatic, you know, we, we need to treat people with, with respect and like, we are there doing a job and all of that kind of stuff. But, you know, all of those little things come together to give you the memories that, that will last a lifetime and that you'll pass down. I, I tell people all the time, you know, my, so my parents are divorced, but my mom kept her wedding, the wedding album. Mm -hmm. It's, done various um, things throughout the years. Like we've used it as like a shelf and different, some different things, but we still to this day will pull out that wedding album. And we, we like to look and see when our parents got married and what the style was and the flowers and all of that kind of stuff. And so, so it's really about making it personal. And I was talking to somebody I don't even remember who I was talking to. Oh, I was talking to a client of ours um, for later this year. And here in Utah, things are starting to open up. We're much more open than a lot of states are currently with COVID and, and you know, moving in the right direction. So hopefully that continues. Yeah, I know, right? But we were talking to a couple for um, for DJ and MC work and and going through our process with them. And I made the comment, I go, you know, really, if you let your your vendors in on the secrets, you let them in on the little meanings. So maybe it is that your dad always got a bouquet of rose, grocery store roses for your mom. And so you want to have those in your wedding bouquet or in your decor somewhere. Yeah. You don't have to let everybody know. Everybody doesn't have to be let in on the secret. Right. But... And- I'm sorry to even cut you off, but that's a example because you think about that flower that has that meaning for that couple. And then, you know, the secret as the photographer, when you're doing detailed shots, that means when you're capturing the bouquet, you're going to have that image zoomed in on that perfect rose. And maybe the, the, the engagement ring is on it, you know? So, so then they have that forever memory. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) it's letting those it's letting your vendors in on the secrets and on the the special moments and I think flowers are just such a beautiful way I I know there are people who don't love flowers I don't know who those people are they are not my people but (laughs) but you know whenever my husband even just like picks up a bouquet as we're grocery shopping and it's like hey it's been a minute since I've gotten you flowers like it's just a nice moment of Hey, I was thinking about you and here is something beautiful 
that reminded me of you. And but it is. And your wedding day is should be the culmination of all of those little moments of I was thinking about you and it reminded me of you. And and so if if that's important, I think floral is a great way to do that. And I mean, any florist would know flowers that are in bloom, florals that will go the long, like give you the most bang for your buck as far as like their bigger blooms. So you don't need as many of them. They can help with all of that. Right. Right. Wonderful. We are about at time. This has been so much fun. Yeah. So much fun. So before we wrap up and, and I let you go, cause I know you're very busy. Tell everybody where they can find you, how they can follow you. Give like your 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 spiel right. on all of that. Yeah, certainly. Well, thank you so much again for having me, Morgan. So again, I'm the Flower Guy Braun, and if you'd like to join me on my journey of establishing ethos and appreciation for who we are, and even defining our own meanings behind our businesses and our own personal selves, you can follow us, of course, on Instagram with the handle of at the Flower Guy Braun. Also on Facebook, we can follow us on Facebook at The Flower Guy Braun. But then also I have a, a wonderful dynamic Facebook community called The Village, which is actually about to experience a major shift in rebrand. So I highly encourage all of you to join us at The Village, which is a motivational community for wedding and event pros, where we share and celebrate each other with our highs and we support each other when it's not so high during some of our lows. So it's a collaborative community of wedding professionals, event professionals from every category, not just flowers. And that's what makes it special. We learn from each other, we support each other, and we really, really care. So it's a safe place for us to grow together. So I'd love for you to follow us again on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, and feel free to join us on our Facebook community called The Village. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. This has been such a great conversation, and I think our listeners are going to get a lot out of it. And I definitely feel like we're going to have to have you back maybe like a uh-huh. couple, couple times a year to go over, you know, all, all the good floral things. Absolutely. Well, I look forward to it, Morgan. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Wonderful. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Subscribe to Why Weddings, traditions, trends, and tips for the modern couple on Stitcher Radio, Google and Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're currently listening so you never miss an episode. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Share your wedding and engagement stories with us at morgan at whyweddings.com for a chance to be a contributor on Why Weddings. This episode brought to you by Powell Weddings and Events. We treat you like family. Music provided by Tyler Olson with Musecape Studios.